Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello, and thank you for checking out the podcast. Coming up, Darcy Culligan, who's running for school trustee in Louis Riel, Bob Irving, and Christian O'Mell on the Bombers, the Coaches Show, and CJOB's new nightly sports show. And I put together a little production piece on the chance meeting a newly married couple and their photographer had with Sir Paul McCartney. Please rate this podcast and subscribe to it as well. And now, the podcast. The advanced polls are open as of today in Winnipeg Civic Election. And I had a a chance to chat recently with Darcy Culligan, who wants to be a school trustee. Good afternoon, Darcy. Good afternoon, Hal. How are you doing? I am great. Thanks for doing this. So we've talked a lot, obviously, about people running for council and who's running for mayor. I have yet to speak with somebody running for school trustee. First of all, where are you running? Yeah, I'm uh, running in Louis Rail School Division and and specifically in Ward 4. Uh, Ward 4 encompasses uh, the neighborhoods of Sage Creek, uh, Island Lake, Southland Park, Southdale, Royalwood, Windsor Park, and, and Niaqua Place. All right, and why are you running? Have you done this so, before, or is this a first? Uh, this is a first. You know what, I'm a proud uh, husband and, and father of two children in the Louis Rail School Division, and um, I, I chose to be nominated last week to run for school trustee for, for a lot of reasons. You know, I, you know, my specific interest in running towards uh, this, this position and this voted uh, uh, position of school trustee is really towards the continued improvement in literacy, numeracy, and, and, and inclusivity for all our kids and, and constituents. Uh, you know, when I really think about what, what drives me to, to, to take on this uh, challenge of being elected, it's, it's the objective to really engage the constituents and, and have community engagement and, and better prepare our children for tomorrow and, and really truly improve the student experience. And so obviously you must feel there's room for improvement. Well, you know, when you when you start to look at at the role of what a school trustee does, is um, it, it really requires you know someone who is is truly linked with the community, uh, is involved with the community, and and is going to bring something to the table. A lot of people don't understand what a school trustee actually does and 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 their role. But in in Canada, in education, um, uh, it's education is the responsibility of the province and. And from there, we, we break it down to where school boards, school boards are actually elected bodies and, and we're responsible for planning and delivery of educational services and programs and the whole bit. And that falls under the Public Schools Act and the Education Administration Act. So, mm-hmm. you know, really, you know, some of the people throughout the, the areas that I've been canvassing lately have said, you know, you know, who serves as a public trustee? You know, do you not have to be a teacher? Uh, what does it take? Well... Really, a, a school trustee uh, can be, you know, comes from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. They're retirees, they're homemakers, they're professionals, they're tradespeople's, they're university students, and the, and the list goes on. Truly, what they are, um, but at the end of the day, what really makes a strong uh, school division is is you know having a good group of school trustees, a great superintendent, and and all the people that fall underneath there with the same shared vision of of truly. Um, improving the outcome for our students. And lastly, you know, on that, I, I truly believe that, you know, I had a great education experience. And, uh, you know, and that's what I want to make sure that our children, 
uh, friends, family, and the community all experience too, is at the end of the day, schools and community truly have a synergistic relationship. You know, what happens in the community happens in schools, and what happens in schools happens in community. If we build a strong community and a strong education system, you know, everything just moves in the right direction and, and, and betterment for everyone. If you get elected, you've got some challenges because we're certainly seeing a trend of late where there's less money, but more is expected. How do you handle that? Yeah, well, you know, when you when, during the canvassing uh, uh, period here, I, you know, that's a, a, a definite concern in the Sage Creek area here where, you know, we have a, a fastest growing suburb in all of Canada and, and a school that's truly busting at the seams. You know, so you just have to go walk the community and engage with them, and you start to hear what the concerns are. So, you know, that is a challenge. And, you know, uh, it is the role of the school trustee to get out in the community, speak to the people, and bring that back to the board and make sure that the superintendent or acting superintendent is hearing what the concerns are and then engaging with the province and, and moving on. So we do have challenges within the school system. I mean, last year, it's uh, no secret, Manitoba ranked last nationally with, you know, literacy, numeracy, and science, uh, you know, that's, that's a new low for us. Now, there's some reasons as to why we rank the lowest, um, but still, at the end of the day, that's what really drives me to, you know, uh, gain the uh, constituents' votes and, and, and take on this, this job. And it, 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 it is not uh, an easy task at hand, but you need the right people sitting on the school boards. And in setting up this interview, we chatted a bit, and you were saying you've been on boards and stuff like that before where you've been asked on. This is the first time you're running for a position like this. How's the politics been? Well, you know, it, it is interesting. I mean, um, I, I, it's no secret to, to go out and, and run in canvas is, is nothing uh, uh, to be taken for granted. So, you know, there's a whole new appreciation I have for, for councillors and mayors and the whole bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, yeah, I've sat on, on several boards uh, over the years, and it's one thing to be uh, invited and, and valued for your, your intellectual knowledge and experience and, and what you bring to the team, but uh, how I have to admit uh, to, to truly run uh, and, and be voted in, uh, that's grassroots and, and a lot of hard work that uh, I'm up for. Well, good luck, Darcy, and, and here's my hope in having this conversation. I hope that when people go and, and uh, you know, start marking off that ballot, that they don't just, uh, you know, mark off the school trustees. They give it some thought, do some research, because uh, it, it really is an important position and good on you for, for wanting to take it on. Uh, learn who your trustee is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you bring up a valid point, Hal. Our, our sitting uh, uh, current trustees have been in the position for 18 and 22 years. And, and, and you know, there's a group of us that truly feel that, that there's time for change and, and, and the change, change is Culligan. Darcy, thanks for doing it. Look who is here in studio with us getting ready for the Coaches Show tonight here on CGOB from 7 to 8, Mr. Bob Irving. Hello, Bob. Hello, Hal. Hell of a win the other night, eh? Who saw that coming? Wow. Yeah, 30 to 3. Never mind that they won, but 30 to 3. You kind of yeah. roll that around in your head for a minute and you go, in Edmonton, where the Eskimos were 5 and 1 this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a remarkable performance. The defense Seven was turnovers. Fantastic, yeah. 
the offense did, you know, it wasn't a great night for the offense, but they yeah. did what they had to do. They mm-hmm. didn't turn the ball over until yeah. late when it didn't matter. But it was all about defense and special teams to block punt early in the game, really set a tone, I think. Uh, but to, to contain Mike Riley and have him off balance and frustrated the way he was in that game was... It was a sight to behold. It really was. And uh, I know the fans in Edmonton couldn't believe what they were seeing, and I'm sure a lot of Bomber fans couldn't believe what they were seeing. That was a very impressive win. One win. It's just one win. Well, actually, but two in a row. Two in a row now, yeah. Now, can they carry it on? Can they keep playing like that? Mm. And, you know, from week to week, Hal, we see teams win big and then not look so good the next week. And that's just the nature of of sport, and in in particular, I think, the Canadian Football League. Uh, But I have a sense that the Bombers might be on to something here. And Mm. uh, so I'm I'm really curious to see what they do in Ottawa Friday night. Yeah, I think you might be right. I'm hopeful, anyhow, that they're on to something here. Um, so I guess in the end, Coach O'Shea was right. He said, you know what, a player two will go our way and things will turn. You know, he never lost faith in his players. Yeah. He said, you know, we've been kind of on the wrong side of some of these things that could go either way. But he said, that'll turn and we'll make some plays that we haven't been making and we'll win some games. And, you know, that sounds so simple, but it's so true, Hal. Mm -hmm. It really is. And so they made plays the other. They got pressure on the quarterback. They didn't give up any big plays on defense. And they did a bunch of little things. They had a – there was a pass – I think it was in the second quarter when they were pinned on their own four-yard line, and Nichols hit Drew Olatarski with a pass that got them out to the 30-yard line. Mm. And then they got to the 40, and then they punted, and it, so it maintained field position for them. But just, you know, small stuff throughout the course of the game where they, they did what they had to do. And, again, it's a very simple equation in sport and in yeah. football in particular. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was very I, – uh, 30 to 3. So we were talking after the game, and I said, when was the last time any team held Mike Riley to three points? Yeah. At home. Mm-hmm. At home, no mm-hmm. less. Yeah, it was something. Yeah, it really was. So it'll be nice tonight. The coaches show yeah. may not be uh, <laughs> quite so confrontational, although yeah. Coach O'Shea handles the calls well, doesn't he? Yeah, he sure does. But it'll be, I think it'll be a love in the calls on our post game show Saturday in Edmonton were from yeah. fans saying, see, we knew that Matt Nichols would be okay <laughs> and we never lost faith. Yeah. And of course, the ones who've been critical of the club. And I said to one of the callers, I said, look, they lost four games in a row yeah. and the fans were upset. Sure. And that's what we heard in the phone calls mm-hmm. on post game and, and the Monday night shows, but that's yeah. that's what you expect. That's mm. sort of par for the course. But no, tonight I would expect uh, after the debut of Christian O'Mell's, or rather before the yes. debut of Christian you, O'Mell's you are show, sort of the opening act we for set young the table Christian, yes. With, uh, with Mike O'Shea, and then Christian takes over at eight and makes his debut, and he'll do a great job. Yeah, he will. Looking yeah. forward to his uh, sports show, the CGOB sports show here on CGOB uh, every night from uh, seven, seven to, nine. to, uh, yep. to nine. Yep. Yeah, and that'll all get going tonight with the coaches show. And uh, I wanted to ask you, though, you mentioned Ottawa, of course, is coming up next, but then what a finish this could be for the Bombers, right? Mm -hmm. Because then we play, I don't know the order, but we play Calgary, Saskatchewan, Edmonton. I mean, well, Edmonton's the last game, right? Right. So, I mean, wow, this could be a crazy finish. So, they're in Ottawa Friday. And the Red Blacks are are good. They're eight and five, leading the East. And then it's home to Saskatchewan. Yeah. Then their third bye week, home to Calgary, and then they close off in Edmonton. So, 
they're sitting at seven and seven right now, but this this whole group in the West, Winnipeg, BC, Edmonton, even Saskatchewan, aren't home and cooled out yeah. uh, in second place, although it looks like they'll get it. But uh, there's going to be a lot of things happen in the last three or four weeks uh, that are going to be intriguing to watch, and the Bombers are going to be right in the middle of it. Bob, thanks for doing this, Bill. Okay, I'll no All problem. Right. I'll tell you who's going to be lights out tonight. Huh? You wow. see that? A wow. little segue there, Christian O'Mel. Wow. Get used to that. You're going to have two hours every night where you can do stuff like that. It's true. It's very yes. true. I'm excited for you. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Remember Did when you... we used to get up on weekends together? I do remember that, yes. When I came back, you were one of the people that I uh, worked with on the weekends. And now you have your very own show, 7 to 9, weeknights here on CGOB. Tonight, Bob Irving is your opening act. Not bad, eh? Hall of Famer opening things up for you. Yeah, I had to work really hard to book that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He has the coaches show all the time. Right. So he was here already. <laughs> he was yes. here already, yes. Yeah, so he and Mike O'Shea will be having a positive coaches mm. show after what happened Saturday. For a change. It has, yeah, it has. Yeah. I mean, they beat Montreal, but there was a, a stretch there yeah. of despair for the mm-hmm. Bombers, and they're back in the yeah. winning circle. So that'll be interesting to see what the angle of the callers will be. Just, I think they'll be much more congratulatory tonight than they have been. There'll be some late. questions of the offense still. I think so, because the offense wasn't fantastic. But as Bob said earlier, they did what they had to do. And there's, you know, the numbers don't look like much, but when you're starting in the opponent's territory yeah. every other possession, right. you're not going to have big yardage numbers. Yeah. So here, let me ask you a question, okay. new host of the CGOB Sports Show weeknights here on CGOB, 7 to 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Do you like the Bombers' chances at a playoff spot now? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I like their chances at a playoff spot. The question is, and this is the kind of tantalizing thought of, can they host a playoff game? That's right. a little bit further out there. Yeah. Saskatchewan is 8-5. and five. Winnipeg is 7-7. Seven and seven. I don't think Saskatchewan's that good. Mm. Their offense is, they look good against Montreal, but who doesn't? Yeah. So the problem is they're a game and a half ahead. Winnipeg still plays them again. Mm-hmm. But I think if you look at who's really the top four in the West, BC's number five. Winnipeg has had too many losses where you'd say, oh, they shouldn't have lost that game. Mm-hmm. But I know that they are not the fifth best team in the West. The records are closer than that, but they should make the playoffs. The question is now, do they go to the East or do they go to Saskatchewan? I think they'll end up third. I I really don't. I hope they end up hosting a playoff game. I don't think they will, but I feel pretty good about them getting third in the West. And then going to Regina in the first round? Right. When was the last time they met in the playoffs? That's something I should figure out. Uh, yeah, I'm trying Tough to think because they was it the Great Cup in 07? Must I have been. No, must have been because they were in the East for. Well, those now years. you have something to check on for your show. Yeah, tonight. there's some research. There you go. I believe it. The 07 Great Cup. What is your show going to be? It's obviously going to be on sports, but what's going to be the slant? What are you going to do with this thing? Two hours every night. That's that's going to be fun. Absolutely. So we're going to tell stories, local stories. There are so many. Stories to tell in yeah. this community beyond, you know, obviously Bombers, Jets, yeah. Moose, Fowler FC, sure. all the pro teams, Gold Eyes. But there are hundreds yeah. of thousands of people that play sports, right. whether it's your kid playing hockey, soccer, tennis, ringette, or someone that's been maintaining an arena for 35 years, someone mm-hmm. who's been giving back in the community for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's that kind of story that we want to tell and really paint the picture of Winnipeggers and their sports stories. 
the passion of people that play for free, right? Because yeah. for most of us that right. play sports, we're not yeah. getting paid a million bucks. We're going out there on our own dime, mm. or if you're a kid, on your parents' dime. Yeah. And those are the stories I want to tell. So uh, one thing coming up tomorrow is a player from on the Bisons football team. You've already worked on your show for tomorrow night. Wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've had a long time to prepare. <laughs> That's true. The Bisons football team, one of the first-year players is from Nigeria. Hmm. So tell I talked to him yesterday, uh, so I'll tell his story tomorrow. Cool. Talked to a number of players about to head out to the National Under-17 Soccer Championship, Bonnie Vital, defending champions. They're going to mm-hmm. go out there, try to defend the title. And we will obviously talk a lot of bombers as well. Sure. Jets. Yeah. We have a hockey correspondent. We have a sports show hockey correspondent that you'll hear from tonight. Excellent. So we'll Look at tease you. that. Boy, they're blowing who the budget it? on we'll this show. We'll find eh? out tonight. Wow. Tune in. 8.30, right. you'll find out who she is. Mm, oh, even more interesting. Mm-hmm. And maybe, right. maybe we'll get Hal Anderson on once in a while. Maybe. If you, anytime you need me. You know what I could do <laughs> on your me. show? I could review the food at the stadium <laughs> and at yeah. the rink. And, you know, I could maybe find the best rink burger, Ooh. you know, or whatever, right? Eh? I could do food. Yeah. I could do food that's your for you. Well. You're not going to go out to uh, show us the athleticism? or Well, no. Run from that's, vendor uh, to vendor? That's long gone. Okay. No, I don't run from vendor to vendor. No, no. Okay, but I'm excited for you, Thank and you. you're going to be great. And Christian O'Mell, the CGOB Sports Show, 7 and 9 weeknights here on CGOB. Tonight, the first hour is the sports, uh, the coaches show with uh, Bob and uh, O'Shea, and then uh, Christian O'Mell, but you'll be great. Listen for it every weeknight here on CJOB. <laughs> So this morning, Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, also known as the start here on CJOB, had on the groom, Steve Gregg, and the photographer, Lori Dixon. And it's such a cool story. And you can see the photos at CJOB.com. There's a big story there, and you can see the photos and everything. I put together a little production piece. I got some Paul McCartney music. I took some of my favorite clips from the interview and I present for you this. I saw you flash smile. Uh, we were finishing uh, getting our photos taken sort of on the water or water taxi dock. And uh, we were walking back up the, the little gangway up there and... Uh, this guy drives by on a bike and says, congratulations. And we sort of do a double take and it's, that was Paul McCartney. So we realized he's at a dead end and uh, he's got to come back our way. So uh, Jennifer and I went over uh, and we walked up to him and uh, he was very gracious. And we asked him if he would be in a photo and he said, certainly. And that was about it. He congratulated us, shook our hands and, and then was on his way. Come on, baby, now. Let me look at you. Well, the first thing you kind of see is his bodyguard, to be honest with you. So we were like, oh, we were walking up, and one of, I think one of the groomsmen wanted to take a photo on his phone, and they're like, nope, just the photographers. And I'm like, oh, okay. Then I'm like, oh, wait, that's me. That's me. I get to do this. I was like, okay. So I walked up with my camera. It was so fast. And I'm like, oh, my God, please let my exposures be okay. So it was crazy. And then you kind of don't, it doesn't really hit you, Ace, even until you walk away, and then you're like, wow, that was, that was Paul McCartney. 
Like, yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what, what? I'm like, wow, I probably don't need to give you any other wedding photo, just that one. Like, we were done. We were wrapping up that location. We were about to head to their venue, and we were um, just walking back when he biked by. I didn't even notice them, and it was so funny because they were, when we were getting ready in the hotel, they were at the Fairmont where we assume uh, Paul was staying, or pardon me, Sir Paul was staying. And we were talking about him, like, oh, wouldn't it be fun if we ran into him in the elevator? Ha, ha, ha. He's probably gone now. And we were checking out the window to see if, like, you know, any cops had shown up to squirt him. So it was really kind of just a thrill. We got to see him anyway, I guess. But um, it was just so fast, I think, that, you know, you didn't want to hold him up. He's just trying out trying to have a bike ride, you know, and um, told him to enjoy Winnipeg. He said he was enjoying it. And, yeah, it was really fast. We've been together for uh, just over 12 years. Uh, we met each other at uh, the Times Change Time Lonesome Club. And uh, I was playing and she was there knitting. And it's <laughs> been ever since. I ended up actually the first night, or it was actually the second night we met, uh, I ended up chasing her car down uh, Fort uh, St. Mary's. So she was about to drive away and I... And uh, the light at Fort Street turned red. And actually, the same groomsman that told me, that confirmed Paul McCartney, said, dude, you can make it. And I ran her car down. Congratulations, Steve Gregg and Jen Roscoe. He chased her car down, Will Reimer, producing the show today. He chased her car down. What a story, hey? That is like the end of a movie. Yeah, that's so cool. And now they've added another. This is like the sequel to the movie where he chased her down. He's like, he's up on stage performing Mm -hmm. and she's knitting, right? And then he chases her car down. They fall in love. And then now the sequel to that is they get married and Paul McCartney is at their wedding. I know. It all comes back around. What a story. Wow. Steve, Greg, Jen Roscoe, happy for you guys. All the best. Congratulations. And Lori Dixon taking pictures for a living. Her company is Maddox Photo. And, you know, to get to snap pictures of Sir Sir Paul McCartney has got to be just incredible. So... Anyhow, love the story. Heard the interview this morning on the start. Had to put some music to it. I hope you enjoyed that. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.